All right. Useful. Uh, everything's going, right? We remembered how to make the podcast that we make. I don't believe you. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. All, all of us suffered a, a tremendous lapse in memory, and we forgot that we do this podcast. Uh, yes. But now... Uh, it, just we're, we're, we're back now. Fucking hotel room. Oh my god. <laughs> various various <laughs> travails attempting to get this made, but we're back. It's yes. here now. We're, we're back. Can... We're, we're here. We're doing a podcast. Um, h- hello, and welcome to Well, There's Your Problem. Live it's on a air. podcast... <laughs> What? It's booked. I booked the hotel. Oh, I thought I okay. I I was introducing the podcast. Yeah, though. no, I was interrupting. It's, it's the podcast that books hotels. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yes. Welcome to hotels. dot com. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> no, no, no 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 free no, promos I'm, I'm, no free promos. <laughs> and also, we're a hot wire house, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm the new Priceline negotiator. I took over <laughs> after William Shatner had his soul stolen by space. Thanks mm. to Jeff Bezos. The lady from um, uh, Big Bang Theory is their spokesperson now. Really? Kaylee That's Cucco? depressing. Cucco? I, I don't, I don't like that. So I do, I I do like want to highlight real quick that, that William Shatner really did have a depressing time in space. And I, yeah, this I think we true. should normalize yeah. that. <laughs> he, he got back from space and he's like, man, it just made me feel terrible about all of the stuff that we're doing to the planet. So <laughs> Only got one of them. Yeah, turns <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. I'm Justin Rosnick. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay, go. I am Alex goldwell Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Yay, Liam. Yay, Liam. Hi, I'm Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he and him. I got a close up. No guests. No guests. No, no guests today. It's just us. No one wanted to talk no. to us. Yeah, uh, sometimes they don't. You know. Yeah, it's true. So, what you're looking at on the screen here is a suspension bridge. Oh shit! Really? Is that what yeah, that is? What I you, thought it was a boat. You, no, there's several boats in the foreground, but there's a sp- suspension bridge in the background. What you may notice okay, is that smart one of the- I meant the. <laughs> fucking bridge deck as I now see it to be because of the shape. I didn't see the little pillars there and I thought it was a boat that was like capsizing or something. Well, well, no, it's uh, the thing is the bridge deck is not supposed to be shaped like that. Oh. Ah. Um, today we're going to talk about the Great Yarmouth Suspension Bridge Disaster. Ooh, going back in time again for this one. This has a way this back the Victorian. Yes, this is... Uh, the, who was the guy before Queen Victoria? Oh fuck. Um Georgian, I want to say. It would be Georgian, yeah. When is like George, George the Fourth, I believe. That's fine. You the you yeah. the listener, you just wait while we Google this up for you real quick. Exactly. Um, it's the podcast that does its research. Q um Q Jeopardy theme. <laughs> no, no, don't cue Jeopardy thing. The last time we queued anything that was like copyrighted music, it put ads in the video automatically and everyone got very mad at us. I think it puts ads in all the videos automatically anyway. Mm. The Duke of York died, followed by George the Birds, King if you, if you If you have seen an ad preceding any of our podcasts on YouTube, rest that assured we didn't make any money from it. <laughs> oh, no, but it was, it was way <laughs> worse than that. Fourth, because it, whoever the hell that is. William the Bizarre. Fourth. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. 
We're, do, we're doing so, a, a, a Williamite, a Williamine a, disaster. A Williard. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, before we talk about the suspension bridge, we have to do the goddamn news. Oh, we've got so much news on account of we don't know how to schedule a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, after after months of vacillating on the subject, Elon Musk finally downed a pint of whiskey, got all of his best buds in bed, best buds in his Range Rover, and went on a bird hunt. He has bought Twitter. <laughs> and has he ever bought Twitter? They, they successfully made him pay forty four billion dollars for a website that is. If anything, actively making him dumber to use, yes. uh, and which has been a sort of like new parade of humiliations every day of his life. And together, we can like genuinely bully him yes. to a greater extent than we ever have been able to before, which is saying something. It 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 is like uh, like an extreme. I don't know how to describe it other than it does feel like. It is it is a very white South African move to try this. Yes. <laughs> you are not wrong, my friend. Uh I will say it's, something yeah. that's very funny that came out today is that apparently he's looking for a new CEO. Uh so in three short weeks we managed to bully him off Twitter. <laughs> well the thing is he has the world's thinnest skin. He's also very stupid. He needs you to like him. Um yes. and I I I still think that really the most perceptive thing anyone said about this was that it was a moment where it felt like the substitute teacher losing control of the classroom. Yes. <laughs> um, where we just, yes. like, we were never going to like him, but there was a moment where we just turned on him. And it may well destroy Twitter, in which case, uh, I guess I'll see you on the, well, there's your problem, Discords. No, I don't want to go on the Discord. I don't want to no. go on the Discord either. Stop, no, me fucking, either. Me, stop fucking messaging me about the Discord, okay? Maybe, maybe I'll go outside. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what happens on the Discord. Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah. start like uh, a. Yeah, shout do out an old Jay for doing thing. all of our bod work for us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to like start a union hall or something. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to buy a building where everyone who enjoys the podcast can come and talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking freaks. Just sort of like wander the streets yelling my opinions uh, and see mm -hmm. and see where I get with that, you know. That is the old-fashioned way to do Twitter. I mean, it's um, it's more sort of technically competent than Mastodon is. Uh, plus, you know, yeah. when you're roaming the streets yelling, you don't have to think about words like redoot or uptoot or whatever. I think Ugh, they they just it. they just they just changed that, which I think is um, I think is kind of lame. I think they should have stuck with their guns on that one. Uh, I mean, so they should have kept the Mastodon theme. Yeah, I think they should go more. They should lean into it. I mm. think there should be more large woolly mammals. Um, do large like extinct woolly mammals. Yes. Um, if it well, the for... reason the reason why I don't want to switch to Mastodon is because a friend of mine is in, and you can say, yeah, this is an unusual instance of Mastodon. That's another one of my problems with it. That it's just little like federated communities, but. Friend of mine got a message in all earnestness saying, "Oh, hey, by the way, people usually like content warning their selfies, especially ones with eye contact." And that was that was like, "Okay, fine. If you want that, if you want to do that, fine. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to." I'm not doing that. No, I yeah, I I got in early. I got into the main uh, official instance of Mastodon, which is the only one that should exist. 
Mr. Rich Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> the thing I don't understand is why would you not just buy Reddit? Mm. That what? you want to be king shit of Third Mountain, so buy Reddit. That would be that Comcast owns it. Comcast knows what it's worth. Yeah, Reddit Reddit mentality. That's Elon Musk's problem. Is he has a Reddit mentality and he's trying to like infect other parts of the internet with it. Um, he's too Reddit for Reddit. Or is yeah. it is it Condé Nast that owns uh, Reddit? Oh, Nast. I, think, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I well, I so in order to make Twitter profitable, because it's now it was never really profitable. They never really worked out a way to make it profitable. It was doing all right until it suddenly became laden with debt because Elon Musk had paid way too much for it. And it now became an imminent fiscal crisis. Elon Musk's thing is, uh, we have to catastrophically cut back on stuff. Everyone's fired, especially everyone who criticizes me in any way. And also, you have to pay to use Twitter. Um, right. And we've all seen the sort of verification problems that arise from that. But I do want to steal one more joke, which is, you should see what happened to the last guy who tried to make me pay to post. Yes. Although. Although I will say the something awful uh, pay scheme, I think is a lot better, just because you know, if if you could pay eight dollars to change other people's Twitter details, oh, that'd be very funny. <laughs> yeah, that well, would I mean, be really basically good. that what hap- that's what happened for a while. For like two days, you could essentially do this, and in so doing, we managed to knock like a billion dollars off of Eli Lilly's stock price. I'm I'm thinking I uh, know I'm thinking like I pay eight dollars and for a month Union Pacific has a giant red text saying we abuse workers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what if Twitter were more like something awful is not a thing I had considered, <laughs> but I'm not really unhappy about it. Somehow not as bad. You know, it wouldn't I, be as worse an option. I thrived on something awful. Oh, we all did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you had a something awful account, uh, Liam. Yeah, you bullied me into getting one. When did I do that? Uh, when that we were that would have been co- well after uh, when something awful was relevant. Yeah, uh, I don't know. College, the perfect yeah, time to like onboard. You know, yeah, when it's just true. dead. Uh, I was I was on something awful in high school for a bit, but I was also on a lot of drugs. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty decent I combination. I, I forgot when I got my something awful account because I was. I was in TCC and I was on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought a piano and didn't remember. <laughs> I I don't think I ever bought a piano. Uh, the fugue states are not your friend. Yeah, is yeah. what I would say. The the lesson for this is that no one's going to pay for Twitter, and I'm not even opposed to paying for Twitter, like in some form, if it were no, good. No, I'm not really. I totally get why you paid like old Twitter blue for the organizational stuff, from what I understand, was actually pretty good. Mm. Uh, and I would pay... I, I would pay something like a nominal like 2 to $3 fee, but I won't fucking pay it to Elon Musk. Exactly, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, yeah. I've said and this, if I'm gonna pay for it, it has to work, too. Right, which you, right, right. You just fired all the people who make it work, so now it works even more poorly than it already did, which was, you know, right. barely. I've said before um, that if I were to buy another car um, at any point in my life, uh, I you know if Elon didn't run Tesla, I would I would be like mm, Teslas, but he does. Yeah, because and you crave death. 
Yeah, yeah well, exactly. I do, but I, that's I, why I, I turbo swapped the GTI. I, I love build quality. Ask me uh, about the pork steer. Hey, don't ask VW about. You know what's really funny? And I've told this to Roz. <laughs> so Corinne has a, a RAV4. And when you hmm. turn it on, there's a like a warning on the infotainment screen. It's like, hey, like don't drive distracted. Like always, you know, use these systems when it's safe to do so. Blah 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 blah. Which nobody pays attention to. The GTI starts up. The screen says GTI, and then it goes right in. The Germans do not care if you live or die. <laughs> not a warning. Not a drive safely. Not a fucking nothing. The and then, only and then fucking of course, thing my car does is when it's below 40, it's like conditions may be icy. And it does that every time. And it's like, yes, I live in Pennsylvania. And in order to like further pursue that sort of Tesla feeling, you also removed the inner like door handles so that in an emergency, you can't get out of the GTI. Oh, I have door handles. Uh, well, see, th- this is the thing. This is You don't want a Tesla because you'd be That's losing that key feature. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was, I, I'm, uh, you know, I was considering just taking uh, my rear seats out, sort of, for the for the thrill of it all. And I was just like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, the oh, Super Ligaria program. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's weight savings. I've always been terrified. Like, what if I'm like out with friends and someone calls an Uber to go to next location and a car that shows up is a Tesla and I have to like explain to everyone I'm not getting in that car. Oh, I, 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 you put me on the roof rack like Mitt Romney's dog. Yeah, I have been in a Tesla one time in my life and it was one of the, mo- the one of the unhappiest times I've been in a car. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. It was. I was coming back from some concert or something. I don't really remember. And I had to explain how the stupid fucking door handles worked and all of this. And it's just like, it's it's too clever by half. Like we get it. Like you're you're the fucking teacher's pet sitting at the front of the room, being like, oh well, you didn't assign the homework. And eventually, that kid grows up and fo- fucking hopefully. <laughs> and Elon Musk should also have a nice time. <laughs> I, I what like a beautiful you, uh, way to you, end you, that sentence of, in a long yeah, I, was, I, I was I was about to say that is um you know you, you didn't catch yourself on the first part, but on the second <laughs> part, sure. <laughs> I you know, I just it's been a long it's been a long week and it's fucking Wednesday, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I have a nine to five uh that uh uh clapped my cheeks today. Um I'm sorry you got your your your, your cheeks clapped by capitalism yeah yeah well i use it Uh, to buy more stupid parts for my gti uh equally (laughs) equilibrium tuning is having a sale right now so uh Uh, you could have had a worse day if you were at an air show in dallas oh god did you see the video of this Yes. Uh, everyone is. saw the, the, yeah. the multiple videos of this because this is the thing. We, everyone has high definition Every- cameras right. on them yeah. at this point, especially when they're going to shit like air shows. Um, this was one of the few photos I could find of this that didn't have, like, hey, a bunch of people are going to die in a few frames, sort of aura all I off could, of it. All I could think when I saw it was the 3D Ultra Lionel Train Town Deluxe guy going, that's a fender bender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. So if, if you're not familiar... You're just there's stuck the, in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was an air show in Dallas, the commemorative Air Force uh, managed to fly a P-63 King Cobra into the back of a B-17 bomber, uh, probably entirely within each other's blind spots the whole time. Yes. Um, I, I, I believe there was something like the uh, 
the the the, the who's the guy who directs the air show? It's like an air marshal or something. Yeah, it's like, no, they call him an air boss, which is yes. a cool job title. That is true. And he like he like said he told the P sixty three to overtake the bomber, and then and then well, this and then this. Yeah, I do have yeah. a great quote from uh, Michael Graham, a member of the NTSB. He said. One of the things we would probably most likely be trying to determine is why those aircraft were co-altitude in the same airspace at the same time. It's like, yes. well, very yes. much the same airspace as it turned out. Yeah, actually, um, yes. yeah, occupying literally the same the same bits. Actually, that's the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's grim. It's killed like six people. No one on the ground, yeah. thankfully, but like both crews, yeah. like five people in the B seventeen. Uh, and and one of the P sixty three um, air shows are a dangerous activity, like n not yeah. inherently, but like relatively, it's like one of the more dangerous things you can go and see. I mean, one one of the things I didn't like about this though were people calling like for banning air shows, and it was like I don't know. I think I think we should still have these things. You know, I, this is an accident which occurred, but we do have like ways to learn from it and ways to make the air show safer. You know, I... yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have sort of mixed feelings about air shows, largely because of like a pictures for sad children comic that like stuck in my head at the time, which is the oh. like your your modern air show with the jets and such is like, hey, this is what death sounds like. It's like okay, uh, but yeah, no, it, it does have like sort of importance as living history, and I think we can make them safer. I mean, most of we them gotta... don't kill a bunch of people. What we gotta do is bring back the plane pull. What? what? The plane pull. Uh, there was a thing, I think it's at several airports, I know for a fact it was on Dulles Airport, they just opened up the tarmac one day, and teams of big burly men would try and oh, physically uh, pull do, the plane, yes. Physically pull a 747, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you just yeah. want a strongman competition, is what I mean. Yeah, hearing. exactly, exactly, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, just do you that are. with a B-17. You are fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you gotta. Yeah, I mean, I think the B seventeen would be relatively easy to pull. Do pull like seven forty sevens. Those are fucking big as shit. Yeah, yeah they're really yeah. big. Yeah. Hmm. Pull B fifty two. It's still smaller than seven forty seven. I mean, unfortunately, we can no longer pull the Antonov two two five because oh, uh, sad. That's really sad. Fucking yeah. Russians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, if you're an air boss, uh, don't do best cause the planes to crash yeah. into each yeah, other, please. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of impressive that you know, despite having the back of this aircraft sheared off, like all the wing structure is still like intact yes. on the ground. Uh, they don't build them like they used to. Oh my to, god! Alex. I just realized I literally did the correlation, the like no correlation plane thing in real yeah. life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. You're amazing. <laughs> in other, crack news. open that big Alice brain and see what's inside. <laughs> mm, that's right. Uh, UC, uh, the University of California system, is on strike. About forty-eight thousand workers, from like graders to postdocs to uh, like support workers are all on strike uh, for the usual reasons. People need to eat. People need childcare. People need like transit to and from work, which is an interesting one to like specifically enumerate. But also because this is America, they're all United Auto Workers. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a UAW strike. Yeah, I find that, that it totally makes sense. Yeah, the IWW uh, succeeded in one way, which is one big union, but not the one you think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to trying to explain a, a, like a mass union to Americans. Okay, so imagine cars, right? Right. So uh, it's cars, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's also everything else. This is, uh, this is a UAW Local 2865, I believe. Um, and of course, when you put a bunch of like UAW negotiators in a room with uh, the people who run the University of California system, they're not gonna, the, the UC people aren't going to know how to negotiate with them. They're going to remain sort of like even more arrogant than management typically do in such a situation. And as a result, strike. Uh, we don't know how long this is going to last, uh, but. You know, it's it's union winter, I guess. Now it's a oh, winter it's of discontent. Yeah, you know, we across got... the picket line. That's true. That is well, true. Unsurprising, you know. No, definitely unsurprising. What, uh, what what is what are the demands of the strikers here? I, I haven't been following the story too closely because I've been obsessed with the railroad strike. Of course, essentially um, they want to it, they want to earn enough money working at uh, a UC campus to live anywhere within fifty miles of a UC campus. Okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like I I mean. UC is what, like, aside from Davis or whatever, like, Berkeley for fuck's sake, Berk- or San Francisco. Berkeley, 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 yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Berkeley is probably the most expensive one. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the main thing, because the, the UC proposed, like, something like a 7.5% raise maximum uh, in a year when inflation is up 8.5%. Um, and I'm sure housing costs are up like 35%. Yeah, and incidentally, UC's Board of Regents voted earlier this year to approve a 28% pay increase for their nine chancellors, which puts their salary range at a minimum of $522,000 a year. All so, you do is go to meetings! Yeah, it's not a real inclu- fucking job! <laughs> including including meetings. Liam. <laughs> including the <laughs> meetings where the your workers say, hey, you should give us more money, otherwise we'll strike, and you tell them to go fuck themselves and they strike, and then the university doesn't work anymore. So, in terms of just like keeping the basic thing functioning, sort of uh, ineffective, hostile management, um, I, I don't know how, how Set well Set the Board the of Regents on fire, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, who else we got that I hate? Uh, what's his name? Fucking Drake uh, something. Yang. Michael Drake, Andrew. who's the president of um, uh, the University of California. Mm. Oh, and they want—they okay. also want a cap on the like uh, how much you can charge for uh, like on-campus housing. Which all right, well, that's why they have to build the cube. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yes, the cube. <laughs> why don't they just? Why don't they just build a cube for all the workers? <laughs> <laughs> If we if we just compress all of the workers into this sort of like uh, like obsidian cuboid barracks, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it it it'd be good, right? Because like it's one of those new sort of very architectural buildings the campus is like. Um, it'd be very efficient because everyone's just going to be in the cube, and it'll emit yeah. this like unnerving hum as well, which you know will probably <laughs> be heard across most of the area, and I think that'll really like encourage learning. For, for those of you who are not familiar, check out our episode, episode. on the UCSB Student Housing Cube. 
<laughs> yeah, so I have more power to them, basically. Yes. Um, oh, sure. I've heard this described as being like, is this going to be the union tipping point? And I feel like this happens every time there's a large strike, both in the UK or the US. That's like, is this going to be the tipping point? So we're all sort of like poking the big sort of like labor relations thing with a stick and going like, come on. Right. Do the tipping point. Right. I mean, impossible to say. Like, maybe, uh, you know, in, in 1917 or whatever, you would have like a podcast and you were like, uh, fucking now the sailors are striking at Kronstadt. Uh, do, do, maybe this is going to be it this time. I don't know. Um, Ross, impossible what's going to on tell. With the railroad strike. Uh, what is going on with the railroad strike? Well, we had um, so so far it's Brotherhood of Carmen, I believe. So the Boilermen rejected the contract. The boiler, I think? the Boilermen rejected, but that's a very small union. The biggest oh, okay. one that has rejected so far is Maintenance Away, uh, Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen, and um, Smart TD have not uh, finished counting votes yet, though I believe they have voted. We should find that out in the next couple of weeks. Um, I believe they have decided to call off the strike until after the Georgia runoff because this is still highly political. Um, But the fact that I believe three unions now have rejected the contract means strike is probably on. Um, It it seems very unlikely that there'll be some kind of resolution there, just because BLET and Smart TD are the ones who have the actual problems, and most of the no votes so far have been solidarity votes, as far Mm -hmm. as I can tell. Because um, a lot of it's, these unions got really good deals, and then you still had significant num- uh, membership uh, voting no, um, because they know that like they know the actual that people driving the trains are still getting really screwed over. Yeah, but th- things are really heating up here in the UK as well. Like um, we're in for another six months of of rail strikes because um, uh, some of our rail unions just balloted again for more mandates to do more strikes and again like sort of approval rates in the 90s i don't think even the low 90s um Lordy. we've we've got uh we've got ambulance staff up here striking the fire brigade might be about to go on strike as well oh hell um, yeah oh yeah the the, the fire brigade union one. yeah the fire brigade union genuinely quite militant and i say that very approvingly um and uh fuck what's the other one oh god um Uh, it'll come to me. But basically, everyone's going on strike, and obviously, we support this, you know? Uh, Yes. In other Um, news? news. There's so much news. Uh, We're we're back. America is is going back to space uh, with the first noble act of sending four crash test dummies to the moon. (laughs) Uh, and and returning them safely to Earth. I don't know if you're returning them safely to Earth. It probably doesn't matter. Um, I like, I was not. I was honestly not aware of this mission until yesterday. Oh yeah, the Artemis program. Uh, uh the sort of uh, like part of the show. Tom Payne was filling me in on this. Yeah, the uh, the the sister to the Apollo program. We're gonna send Americans back to the moon during the uh, like by 2030. Um, and the idea is to develop a sort of like moon orbital space station, this gateway station, cool. um, 
Which, yeah, I I don't know. That's sort of like controversial in space circles. Um, people think it's kind of like a a, a boondoggle, I guess, as opposed oh, to like it's gonna be a, a boondoggle. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a boondoggle. Yeah, but it but it is cool. But it is cool. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I give a that... shit about the logistics of it. I'm I'm not that bright. I just know like <laughs> moon moon. If if you could basically build the Death Star, like I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, the, the the fight is between like the people who wanted to have a moon space station and a moon base, like something on the actual moon landed oh, okay. permanently. Um, I figured out the moon space station seems like a, a smarter idea. I like the moon I space mean, station I, I, more. But I think the other thing is you could just have a, a regular space station around Earth. Shut the hell like, up. We have one. Some, <laughs> yeah, but 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 this is one where you you know you dump a bunch of fuel there, so then you can go other places. Yeah, well, that that's I think the the long term plan for this this moon space station. They call it a gateway station. Um, is this going to be a goddamn space elevator shit again? Uh, no, yeah, no, a, this we is... need a space elevator. Yeah, this is going to be like insight in situ resource utilization at some point in like the twenty thirties, twenty forties, as we're going to work out how to make rocket fuel off of moon, uh, off of moon rocks or whatever, and then just turn oh. the whole thing into a into a big gas station to you know put people on Mars. <laughs> That's so the, that's turn, the idea. We're trying to turn cheese into rocket fuel. Yeah, <laughs> but they 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 launched this thing. It's the the first uh, like full flight of the the space launch system, which, as you see here, very dramatic, lots of sound and fury. Um, and eventually, this is going to carry people. They have the the like the crew bits designed by the European Space Agency, and then they're going to have to wait for SpaceX to design. Uh. A, the fucking lander in order to actually land people on the moon. Um, this is going to like send some crash test dummies around the moon and back. Um, and then I if if Elon confused. isn't too distracted mm -hmm. by Twitter, hmm. Okay, so they designed the rocket, which is something yep. SpaceX already had. Yeah. Um, instead of getting a rocket from SpaceX and then using that time to uh, design the lander. You know, yes, yeah, and then they made SpaceX around the lander. You could have maybe switched this around and saved some design time. I mean, I uh, <laughs> listen. I have many thousand hours in in Kerbal Space Program, and the thing about Kerbal Space Program is that it doesn't make you uh, sort of like compete between state and private manufacturers for your rockets. That's um, a good point. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part of Kerbal's space program is how uh, inauthentic the geopolitical situation is with the little <laughs> Kerbal things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope they get a bunch of science points out of this mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually sure what they what they plan to like learn from this, other than can we do the orbital like the orbital mechanics? Can does everything work? Does it like? Because like you can't open yeah, up the capsule the at the other end in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't open up the capsule at the other end. Look at four test dummies and be like, "My God, they're dead in here." Uh, you know, I think the the idea is they're going to push this beyond like survivability limits. They're going to have them like in space for longer than they expect the people to be in hopes oh, sure. that like the you know the stress test the thing and they know they can do it if they have to. Um, but yeah, this is this is cool. This is good, and it you know. Meanwhile, uh, sort of like completely shut Russia out of space exploration. Their current thing is like a joint 
sort of like landed moon base with China. Fuck knows when or if that's going to happen. Um, so, you know, America's back. Dark Brandon does it again. Things of this nature. I was imagining when there's an American and a Chinese moon base and then the astronauts One come of them out and kills fight the each other. Rock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I'm thinking like, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Um, like a Rand Paul type situation, you know? <laughs> so like a, yeah. So like a mowing, a lawn mowing dispute. I, I, you should, you should check out a show called For All Mankind. Uh, a great show. Essentially this idea. <laughs> um, in other news. Midterms back. Yeah, it it, It's big boy season. It turns it out all you have to do is be a big boy. Get the largest possible man <laughs> to run for Senate, and he wins. He did. He did. And uh, not to shit on Fetterman's victory, but I, I also want to say, hold my dick, uh, Doug Mastriano, who lost <laughs> by 14 fucking points. Uh, Nazis can go to hell. Uh, Historically bad candidate. Yeah, he was mm. trash, and he can suck the shit out of my ass. But that's not as important right now. What's important is it's big boy season. We're very proud of our large boy uh, seen here at a hip city veg in Philly after I chased him down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What what is the official position of the podcast on John Fetterman, by the way? Is it just big man? Lud reminds me of my largest relative. He has generally been, I would say, better than, than other Democrats. Above uh, average, if above you talk average, to some yeah. folks, I, I know in Pittsburgh, they would say, well, he's not all he's cracked up to be. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, um, he the is... Pittsburghers say he, that about yeah, fucking yeah. everyone, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think it's, is, and it's cool that we have representation for, like, basketball shorts guys in the Senate. That's, yes. that's an underrepresented group in terms of, like, yes. how, how much of America's population they are, and how little, sort of, like, elected representatives they have. So I, I will say Fetterman, I think, is sort of our is Pittsburgh's Larry Krasner, where I certainly have my issues with him. But given the sort of environment he's going into and given who he's replacing, I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm very happy that Connor Lamb sucked shit in the primaries. Yes. Um, I wouldn't have minded Malcolm Kenyatta, uh, who still owes me for a pair of shoes. Um <laughs> How how do you have these sort of like? <laughs> what to tell me? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, you 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 were both in the same fraternity, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the midterms in general, he like shit and dies out of his lungs. This is yeah. true. This is true. This is the unfortunate thing. I got cats and didn't realize I was a little bit allergic to a them. little bit. Uh, have you seen your eyes, sir? Oh you are God. very allergic. <laughs> If you're you're curious as to why we haven't recorded in two weeks, it's because (laughs) Justin's eyelids have been like swollen shut. Uh, That only only happens in the mornings. Or (laughs) he did, he did, he was partying like the Wehrmacht in 1944 and and got a little lost. That's a drug, that's a drug use reference, not a war crimes reference. (laughs) So the midterms in general, not bad. Like uh, the Democrats got the Senate. The word I would use. Yeah, we would have the thinnest Republican uh, control of the House they've had, as far as I know, ever. Um, 
And yeah, a, a bunch of sort of like humiliations. But Donald Trump is running again, and now the Republicans are eating themselves, trying to decide whether like he or Ron DeSantis is like worse imitator. Most is unlikable scumbag. Yes. Well, well, yeah. this is the thing. Donald Trump is bigger than Ron DeSantis. Yeah, it's true. But he looks smaller now. He looks <laughs> like he's sort of like shriveled. Shrivel he looks like off, a, yeah. Mm. Ever since he stopped being president and they took him off the, the magic keep you alive juice that got him yeah. through COVID, he's been sort of like will, withering. The shit, that and, the shit that killed Anna Nicole Smith, yes. Well, they gotta, they got, <laughs> he's been they gone have off to, that fen fen. I think, I think it's to, fucked uh, up they how they have a magic him, keep you alive drug. They gotta, put him, they gotta put him back on the Diet Coke. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I, I, or not no, a regular stop. Coke. I'll, he doesn't eat. I'll he doesn't drink that garbage. Coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, um, I, I, the one thing that, that Twitter has been like, DeSantis, like Trump, I've said that I've gone on about this is that Trump is not an especially like, he doesn't tell good jokes, but his mannerisms are at least amusing. Yeah. He's like, a showman. That, he's in just, that sense. He's, yeah, that he is entertaining in sort of the worst sense of the word, but like DeSantis will just say, you're just, would you just shut the fuck up, man? Like. He doesn't. He doesn't have that 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 uh, posters Bushido that Roz was talking about. Yes, it's, have it's so weird. It's so weird seeing him like consciously imitate Trump, a guy who yeah. is just a perfectly perfectly his own kind of psycho. Seeing someone else trying to do Donald Trump like unironically is very strange. And we're yeah, in for potentially it's, years it's of it. Putting in like an uncanny valley way. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Trump I was thinking is about the this. most unselfconscious person around. Right, sure. he he is a a perfect uh, uh, a perfect ball of id. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and 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 some of these other people have like little hangups or like they they you know they think or back whatever, to like... an insecurity of some kind. Right, and and, and it just hands, totally right? prevent. Yeah, mm, well, yeah. no, I, I Trump doesn't have. I mean. People projected that onto him. I'm sure he doesn't actually care. There are um, letters from him, uh, like showing pictures of his hands that have been marked up to say "not so tiny, Rods." Yeah, he he, he, um, does, he does have like weird little grudges real. and stuff. But like, yeah. compare that to DeSantis, who is essentially every other Republican right. in sort of like boilerplate venal. I don't care about anything except power, as opposed to I'm still mad at Graydon Carter for an article in Spy magazine in 1996. <laughs> like that was something that only Trump could have done. I and see, I, I do I, like, this is the thing that, that, that got me about, uh, Mastriano. It's like, it's all these guys trying to imitate Trump. And it's just, it does feel like uncanny valley shit to me. It really does. It feels just like, we, like if you took a computer that was really good at playing chess and then sort of wrapped it in human tissue, which is like, okay, <laughs> I have to make this move and this move. Like the, the, the funny, the funny thing about Trump is that his, his, he has a memory of 30 seconds and knows what he's about to say for the next 15 seconds. And like all these other guys are like plotting out their moves well in advance. And Trump's like, fuck it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do you. Which like, <laughs> he plays from it. a foreign policy perspective, but like amazing on Twitter. Hey, he plays it entirely by ear. Did like yeah. there is no long-term plan, which is ultimately that's probably gonna be his undoing as the various sort of like lawsuits circle. Uh but you know, it was it was as part of his inimitability. 
you know, he gets his second Grover Cleveland term and then he dies and he's fine. <laughs> Doing the ultimate lib brain move, which is because Carrie Lake, the, the Republican candidate for, for governor in Arizona, who, who, who lost, lost, suck shit, uh, who, who ate shit, as, as did most of her ilk, was like, Trump shouldn't have to run again uh, because he already won, right? And the election was stolen from him. Um, I think there's there is a possible lib variation of that conspiracy theory where you're like <laughs> Trump Trump won the election, he had the the vote stolen from him, and therefore he is now He's ineligible not eligible to run under again. The 22nd Amendment. Yeah, I see. I saw that take. Uh, <laughs> I, I see. I, I I feel like he's probably not eligible on account of running an insurrection. But yeah, you know. yeah. Well, as it t- again, uh, I I I try not to go too blue brain on here, but sometimes I can't help it. Which is I, I, like, I, I, listen, thank you, Robert Mueller, for following through. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. listen. Every single fucking person who was involved on January sixth, they should have been rounded up, bust to Leavenworth. Tried for treason in some sort of whatever, like 1948 Soviet era, like kangaroo court, and then (laughs) buried in shallow graves. That should have taken three days. Three days maximum. Yeah. When you have a less effective punishment for treason than in the 1860s, even, that's that's a concern. Yeah. It's, I forget what it is exactly in the Constitution. It's, I think, prison time of no less than 10 years and/or death. Uh, it's death. You fucking, you listen again, authoritarianism, bad, whatever the state shouldn't be in the process of executing people, but you, you do that. you commit treason and like, nah. And, and the treason in furtherance of, again, the small hands guy, the, the, the failing bad food restaurant guy, that guy. That's it, your guy who you want to like overthrow the constitution and institute like racial holy war for is the only, can you Donald imagine, Trump. Like, I know we've we've talked shit on the Secret Service here before, but can you imagine being the poor son of a bitch that has to take a bullet for Eric Trump? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna Don be Jr. reassigned soon. Don't worry. <laughs> What's really funny is like I I read this great book called Zero Fail: uh, History of the Secret Service. I read yes. this as background for the JFK thing, and they talk about it on there. Um, Secret Service guys, the agents, they fucking love Trump because, well, mm-hmm. they're cops, and cops tend to be Republicans, right? Right. And, but they love, they love Trump, and Trump treats them like absolute shit. It's a perfect little microcosm of that whole interaction, of he's like, you know, throwing empty Coke cans at them and shit, and they're like, <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah, MAGA, you know? Bunch of fucking dweebs, man. <laughs> um, so... Oh, 43 minutes into the episode. Well, I have one more thing to say, which is uh, for those of you uh, who are mad at me because I'm an anarchist uh, and are like, why is he talking about executing the January 6th people? We're very clear about Shut this. You support, you support the good treason, not the bad treason. Yeah, yeah. You guys do Haymarket, that's fine. This is bullshit. <laughs> It's like carry that thinking like one step further. You're like, okay, you want to overthrow the like sort of like democratic constitutional settlement of the United States, such as it is, in order to do what, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta. I need. I need a motive and a one page outline. <laughs> yeah. All right, right. Well, uh, this has been uh, the goddamn news. How, how badly? God- how badly do you have to beef it to make? Us as leftists, as anarchists, not support bringing your own guillotine to the capital. 
Like that's a, that's a layup, <laughs> and you miss Nazis it. Running it. She, well, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Forty-four minutes into the episode, <laughs> that was the goddamn news. Oh, this is gonna be a doozy. Oh. Okay, so start out with we need to talk about what is Great Yarmouth. It's uh, it's one of those like seaside towns, like At the a resort. Eastern-most point of Britain. Yes. Um. Y- yes, it's in God East Anglia. I want to say. Um. It's. I, it's I should, it's no, at the go mouth. on. Tell, tell, tell her about her own country. No, go on. <laughs> no, no, I know nothing <laughs> about Great Yarmouth. Men are trash. <laughs> I know Do nothing I about that? Great Yarmouth. My own sense of my country's geography is very flawed. It's it's at the easternmost point of Britain. It is at the mouth of the River Yar. Yar. Yeah. 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 Yar mouth, yes. But listen, we're not very good at naming things. Explain what a what a resort town is. So this is largely a Victorian phenomenon. Uh, once we sort of started developing a leisure class, people had like money; they could take holidays. They had weekends because of unions. Uh, they could take that time off, and they could uh, you know go somewhere slightly nicer than the slums and industrial hellscapes in which they inhabited. And most of the time, that was you go to the seaside, um, and. You know, this is promoted as like a, a health cure. This is sort of the birth of like in- internal domestic tourism, um, and a lot of places that had been sort of like sleepy little fishing towns or whatever built promenades and built piers and built like sort of like seaside attractions, uh, so that you could take your whole fucking little Victorian family and go and eat like Victorian ice cream or whatever. It's also it's also all like twenty miles away tops because Britain is an island. You know, yes, so it's sort yeah. of like sort of like Atlantic City was to, uh, you know, Philly and New York City. It's a huge spur for railways too. Um, oh yeah, because how how are you going to get there? You you're not you know taking a, a cart, a horse drawn cart or whatever. Um, so th- this sort of like is very influential in the development of some railways, um, particularly London to Brighton, um, and and so Great Yarmouth is. Certainly not the most famous of these, which is why I don't know where it fucking is. But it's it's on the list, uh, and yeah. like a lot of these places are quite grim now because people don't go on on holiday inside Britain anymore. People don't really like it's no, you just ruined Mallorca. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that could change thanks to Brexit. Maybe uh, once maybe. they finally ban British people from other countries. <laughs> I listen. Well, weather's I getting better be... all the time because of climate. Oh, uh, you're getting Britain's getting better all the time. No, the weather in Britain is getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting Mediter- It's getting positively Mediterranean in England uh, during the summer. So how's that for your skin tone, Alice? Oh, dreadful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so this says uh, here's the town hall. Uh, this is the Britannia Pier down here. Um, yeah, or no, check that's, out that's those fucking here, yeah. Check out those listings. We've got Jimmy Carr. We've got yes. Roy Chubby Brown, uh, sort of like very seventies music hall comedian mm-hmm. who can only play these sorts of venues because he's so racist. Jim Davidson, oh, mu- much the does, same. Does this like and the Chuckle Brothers. Brothers? Yeah, the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> This is a um, serious country. This is a real country that I'm from. Sorry, what is yeah. this building top right? This is very pretty. That's oh, the that's town the, hall. That's the, that's the town hall. Oh, yes. Wow, something pretty in Britain. Who, who knew? 
I, so this, yeah, we don't have is, those over here, town halls. You have you have a mm. fundamental issue with Britain is there's too many comedians per capita. That's true. Well, no, that the comedians like, are actually funny. Um, <laughs> wow, hold hold on, hold on. <laughs> attempted attempted comedy uh, yeah. <laughs> w- w- with intent to do numbers. Um, yeah, no, I, I make it worse myself. Um, You're under arrest for uh, attempted comedy. Conspiracy to <laughs> comedy. License for that. I'm not doing the fucking accent. <laughs> You're licensed for that comedy. <laughs> Here's the Regent Street shopping promenade down here. Grim. Um, grim. grim. Uh, I kind of like it. There's a bowling alley. I like bowling alleys. Yeah, bowling's mm-hmm. good. Is that like is that like the tiny pin bowling though, or is that real bowling? Oh, like candlestick bowling, candle yeah. pin, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you got to a, say. then you got a, the 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 beach promenade down here. Yeah, that uh, looks I don't like know. hot ass. Hey, at least it's a sand beach. Like some of these aren't. Like true, Brighton's yeah. fucking pebbles. Uh, this you're like, true. oh, how great! Yeah, we I don't can, have those can in walk America. Around. We don't have sand beaches in America. <laughs> I can go and walk around on like stones on my vacation. Great. Mm, yeah, you know, no. What this should be is it should be mini golf. A, gi- a giant dune here, right? And then this side is just parking lots and mini golf. That's oh, what I it love should mini be. Golf. <laughs> on the shitty wine bars in yeah. uh, Asbury Park. Yes. Um. So this is Great Yarmouth. Mm-hmm. Um. There's two rivers in Great Yarmouth, right? There's the R. Oh, beautiful satellite image. This is horrifying. Yes. Why so is there's... it so brown? So uh, British British rivers are very brown for two reasons. One, we keep dumping untreated sewage into them, and we do that a lot lately. Um, the other is that we just we have a very sort of sedimentary uh, like river system. Uh, it, it picks up a lot of silt. Uh, we almost never dredge rivers, really, and like as a result, everything's this shit brown color. Well, I was reminded of that. Um, what's it? The Top Gear episode where the guy walks across the hull or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you got the Yar. The Yar is the big river, but a smaller river also intersects it, called the Burr. That's mm. this guy here. This is this is just sounds. This is too Anglo-Saxon for me. It's just like, yeah, you've got the yeah, yeah. And then here's the train station. This is going to be important later. And then here I was is right. a crossing. <laughs> I predicted um, the fucking thing without even reading the slides ahead of time. This crossing here is where our subject is. Oh boy. So, so the Yar, or excuse me, the Burr is not a very big river, but it's big enough to be annoying, right? You can't wait um, across it, I presume. You can't wait across it. It's not it there's not a lot of wood or stone around to build a bridge because everything's marshland for like miles and miles around. <laughs> there were no bridges in Yarmouth proper for a very long time. Instead, there was a ferry at this location until 1829. It's wild how much marshier England's coastline used to be, like even up until that point. Um just genu- generally like a lot more sort of like un fucking coalesced, I guess. Yes. I want to um, go to the Premier Inn, Great Yarmouth West on the 8th. No, you don't. No, yes, you don't. I'm I do. sure that what, what is a Premier Inn? Oh, uh, I assume it's bad. A Premier, a Premier Inn is like a budget brand of hotels. Of the budget brands of hotels, it's not the worst, and you can count that as a paid endorsement, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
They're they're fine. Um, like don't expect luxury or anything. But if you want somewhere to pass out for like you know overnight, you I'll could do worse. Sleep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they don't tend to have bugs in them. Um, I'm I'm sitting here at my computer. And Pizza Boy has just sat down at the radiator in front of me, and now he's giving me the stink eye. I don't know why. It's so fucking hot in your house. That's true. I have cats now, folks. One of them's named Pizza Boy. The other one's named Milkshake. Incredible. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So we also have to talk about suspension bridges. Ooh, can we have Devin put up like a couple of photos of the cats if you supply those at this point? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll do that. Um, Adorable. Okay. So we're, we're talking about early suspension bridges, right? Um, mm. So our earliest type of suspension bridge, right, is this is the simple suspension bridge, right? You have some ropes or some cables or something. You have a deck suspended underneath by ropes, or in this case, by planks. They follow the curve of the ropes, right? And your hero gets like halfway across it, and then the bad guy like the, the starts cutting the ropes. The, right. the saw ass starts ca- cutting the ropes. Yeah. yeah, and then hopefully you survive it in Shrek. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this guy named Thang Tong Gyalpo, right? He was he was Tibetan. Um, he invented the chain suspension bridge in fourteen thirty ish. This is the Shushol Chaksam. Um, yeah, we hope so. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, but this this went over a river in Tibet. Uh, it was built in 1430-ish. Um, survived until 1960 when the Chinese Communist Party replaced it with a concrete bridge. Um, no <laughs> sense know, of right? romance. I was about to say, yeah. Um, so, but your, your sort of suspension bridge with the flat deck and the hangers is an old idea. It just was not commonly implemented for a while because this is so much easier and you didn't necessarily have a lot of spot, uh, spots where, you know, it was practical to do so. Um, wait a second, wait a second. This bridge on the bottom left here, I've played the most recent fallout game that wasn't an MMO. I recognize this fucking bridge. Um, this is an underspanned suspension bridge, relatively rare kind today. But you put a, you have a you have a pair of wires, and then you build the superstructure of the wire of the bridge on top of the wires. Um, and you have six flags uh, over the shittier parts of Chernobyl. Yeah, um, I like this. Have, I think this is pretty. I mean, yeah, not in this too. state necessarily, but I stole that joke from Archer. This uh, this is not an especially common type of bridge because it's weird and unnecessary. I think the biggest example is this is the Kellams Bridge on the Delaware River. You can see uh, that this span goes way down under the deck and then comes back up. That was built in 1889. Um, but a lot of things that these early bridges had in common. Um, so early on they were built with chains, but then they switched to something called I-bars, right? Mm-hmm. Go back to the throw, very, very first episode if you want to throw, throw like, back hear to more about those. One. The pre-Liam era, even. Yes, yes. yes. Back before so, we, needed, we knew we needed a third person to be funny. Yes. So, Ibar. better than one person interrupting Roz? Two people <laughs> interrupting Roz. <laughs> That's right. What is an Ibar? Um, 
there's a bar with the hole at each end. Yes. You can see here, this is on one of the Three Sisters bridges in Pittsburgh. There's a bar. It has a hole at each end. Through that, you put a pin in there, right? And the pin connects several bars together. And then there's hangers on here that support the bridge deck, right? That's an I-bar. Um, these were really popular in the 1800s. Now, if you go back to episode one, I explained a lot about trust theory and how you sort of you built to the theory as opposed to having a theory that was described around um, what you had built before to explain it. Um, this is not strictly true. I, I would revise myself here because um, the theory came well after the adoption of the I-bar, right? Because um, the I-bar is sort of, in this case, a, a development of the concept of the chain. Um you know, we just have rather than having several chain links, we have someone, these much someone like me members. in history looks at a chain and goes, make it more rigid. And they were right to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what's going to become crucial here, we have to talk about how were these made, right? Especially in the well, 1820s, really early metallurgy. How does this we're, happen? We're, we're pre like steel, we're pre Bessemer process, certainly. Yes. So. We're we're doing like either cast or wrought iron, yeah. Uh, yes, you're, that feels you're mostly like one way ticket to Collapseville. Am I wrong? In this case, it is mostly wrought iron. Um, most of these eye bars are going to be forged in three sections. You have the you have the eye, you have the eye, and then you have the bar. It's right? got two. It's got two like glowing weak points in it. Yes. Um. And at these joints, you do forge welding, right? And forge welding is how we welded things before we had, you know, electric arc welding or even oxyacetylene yeah. welding, right? You, you um, can still see it done if you watch, like, any of these blacksmithing shows. If you watch Forged in mm -hmm. Fire or whatever, uh, you can see yeah. them fucking, like, forge weld billets of, of shit together to make a knife. And, and so what you do is, you know, you take... You, you, you roughly get your eye into shape and your other eye into shape. You get the bar into shape, right? And then you, you sort of have to add a join in there. In this case, it's based on carpentry, right? In this case, we're looking at a, a scarf joint here. Um, this is a very simple one. Uh, a more complex one would be something like this, this bolt of lightning joint here which is designed to actually take stresses. Um, but it's a carpentry joint, but you try and do it in metal, right? Um, and then what you do is you heat up the parts, um, and then you hit them with a hammer until they're welded together. Um, and this is, this is how you do welding until the 1870s when they figure out the oxyacetylene torch. Uh, and it was still common until World War One when they figured out modern electric arc welding, right? It'd be very funny to imagine a guy putting down like a modern welding helmet in order to like hit two billets of metal with a hammer for yeah. an hour. Oh no, you just burned out your eyes back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so this is again, this is a th one of the three sisters' bridges in Pittsburgh. Um, the eye bars we're talking about are, are, are some which are much more slender like these on, I forget which bridge this is. Um, uh, uh, neither one of us has thrown off the side of this one. 
Yes. Um, Wait, what? Uh, so we we've told this story, but uh, Roz and I once went on a how would you say this baton death march? I uh, from the that south was, side of that. That was what? the hot metal. Yes, bridge. I know. I fucking know. It, I know it has bridge. nothing to do with. I know what bridge this is. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, dude. You and I have walked over this bridge. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just okay. saying it's not relevant to the conversation. We, Alice which, asked a question. question. Why did we stop this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually throw up just off the bridge. Introdu- introducing, like, I didn't objection throw, you didn't, no, relevance you didn't, you in each podcast is a ten-minute-long episode. No, I, I did not throw up off the hot metal bridge. Are you sure? I'm, yes. Oh, no, you almost threw up off the bridge. I almost threw up off the hot metal bridge. Actually, dry no, heaved I, I, the bridge. I, he did dry heave. I thought he puked, and then he decided to, to do like what I can only describe as a Usain Bolt pace up the giant fucking hill on Boulevard of the Allies, so I had to make him stop every 10 seconds faking a leg cramp so he wouldn't overexert himself into throwing up, and then we got Panera the next morning. It was the worst day of my fucking life. I threw up on the not, side of 376. not... It was not Boulevard of the Allies. It was Bates Street. Oh, fucking whatever, man. Was it Bates Street? Yeah, it was, it was Bates Street. It was Boulevard of the Obje- Allies. Objection Boulevard relevance. Boulevard of the Allies does not go up the hill. It do- no, it doesn't go up the hill. You're right. Now I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm a pretender. <laughs> <laughs> I was very drunk. There were $2 doubles in that Tiki basement bar. Yeah, oh, exactly. I'm, I, I knew exactly where I was at all times during that incident in Pittsburgh. <laughs> You're very, you're very sober drunk when you drink, I guess. Uh, yeah, he knows where he is until he doesn't. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, so... You know, the 7 train is only like a quarter mile walk. It fucking yeah. wasn't. It was a mile and a half with a backpack full of beers. It was horrible. Well, that was the problem. I was relatively sober for that one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, so... Hi, it's Justin. Uh, So this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, People are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, Sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks. You get what you pay for. Um, It also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, join at patreon.com forward slash WTYPpod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision, and we respect that. Back to the show. This is an 1820s eye bar. It's a very thin, spindly affair. Your 1820s metallurgy wasn't very good. There's not too many methods of determining the quality of material. Mm-hmm. You just kind of ho- got what you got. You hope the local blacksmith was competent at his job, right? Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the bridge. In question. 
So there were four sets of seven eighth inch seven eighth inch thick eye bars on each side of the deck, right? That's yeah, that's pretty this, slender. This looks like it's going to yeah. go poorly. Between the two decks was ninety two feet, or between the two anchorages, excuse me, right? Mm. Um, there is a sixty three foot clear span. I actually have a question, right? which may which um, seems stupid, but. Uh, in the spirit of Alice's, simply make it more rigid. Uh, why not simply add more eye bars? Mm-hmm. Or does it not matter? Costs money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it costs uh, money. I, uh, so, so, someone has right. to do it all by hand. Do so, that. oh, cost over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, there is a 63 foot clear span, a 14 foot nine inch wide deck, and the river is a whopping seven feet deep. The The, the total area of this bridge is smaller than that of my 79 apartment. people drown because they um, can't swim this is, pathetic. this is this is not this is not this is not a big bridge yeah um, <laughs> the engineer uh joseph john skulls was in charge but he never actually supervised the construction right skulls had just returned from the grand tour <laughs> He went to Egypt, he went to Syria, he went to Greece, he went to Italy. He was publishing archaeological drawings and studies in London, and he was engineering this bridge entirely by correspondence. Oh, Oh, fuck me. That's perfect. Distance engineering. You're just like, most of the time, think, looking at my little fucking canalettos or whatever, and then occasionally I get a letter that's like, bridge bridge progress. Uh, It's still up. For now, still up. It's there. Uh, got the material. Um, hope to see you soon. See, nobody uh, wants uh, to go to Great Yarmouth as well. It's the other yeah. thing going. Yeah, on. apparently. Yeah, back then. <laughs> <laughs> Not even stop because this is like pre telegraph. I think yeah. it's more like sort of like yes. handwritten cursive. Yeah, this is all being delivered. Like the fastest way they can deliver it right. is like by simply, canal boat simply, or some carpet. Yeah. Sure. Feet picks. Uh, send send yeah, I hope this letter finds you well. Send feed pics <laughs> to Roz. Don't send them to me. Don't yeah. send me feed pics. <laughs> um, <laughs> opened, it was opened on the 23rd of April, 1829, and the ceremony was the first time that Skulls visited the site. <laughs> Do it, take it credit for a group uh, project you know which did none of, of the that. work. <laughs> that bridge, yeah, see, it's got my name on the side me. as it's swaying. <laughs> <laughs> this was originally intended as a footbridge with a single carriageway, but the is it Ackle? Is it Assel? What is it? With with British place names, there is no telling. Could be literally anything. I don't know that the, the the road that went to the next town um, was rerouted over the bridge in 1832 as a result of the railroad reaching Great Yarmouth. So they needed to widen the bridge for horses and carts to pass each other. How do you do that? Uh, um, you put a you put a layby in the middle, like a passing lane, like when you don't want to like do a double track railroads. Uh, it's like a little been... platform out in, out in the middle, just over like clear water, and you just like step onto that when you need to like get passed by something. What they actually did is they decided, oh, okay, damn it. everything I like between, my little idea. 
everything between the cables is the cartway now, and then they added two feet for sidewalk on each side. Okay, so they just simply made it bigger, but not any good. Okay, they just widened it. Hotty toddy, baby. Did not make it Uh, strong. (laughs) Make it exactly as rigid. Yes. Uh, which is widening a bit. And the strand between the eye bars was now the cartway and the sidewalks were cantilevered off the side. It's done. No strengthening. Uh, no reconsidering the engineering. Works fine. Again, this is a really but, small bridge. Yeah, I, I mean, the guy who showed up once to look at it presumably is not that it's, invested it's in, in its right. sort of upgrade either. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's a tiny bridge. It's going to be fine. Tiny little sort of bridge over a sort of tiny, unimportant river in a, at this point, still unimportant town. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? Well, the problem is we got better transportation. Um, We got, you know, all this kind of technological improvement. People want amusements. And this is where we get the traveling Uh, circus. Roz, you have to do it. Washington drawn by four real geese. Why are they specifying that it's real? Uh, Alfred's <laughs> violating fake geese. Bottle imp. Uh, what else we got? Mesmerism. Rock harmonicon. Five days at Hong Kong. That's a good name for a band. That's it will be the great banquet night. First night of Mr. William Cook as Cloud. Oh boy, this guy looks like he's like. There's a lot of typesetting going on in this leaflet. (laughs) Yeah, there was, there was, there was like a, uh, you know, I I, every once in a while you think about like, okay, uh, you could use like two or three fonts, and then it's like you look at these old. I paid for the whole font book. I'm going to use the whole font book. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to use the whole font book. (laughs) (laughs) Breaks up the text a bit, you know. Every different size of text is a different font. You know, there, there's your problem right there. Um, so <laughs> in our case, we're talking about Cook's Royal Circus, which was founded in 1784. This is, um, I believe it's Thomas Cook. I didn't write write it down in the notes. Um, oh, wait, I see. I see reading the flyer a problem. Mr. Nelson, seen here, our Klansman looking clown, will sail on the River Boer, starting from Yarmouth Bridge to Vauxhall Gardens, in a common washing tub drawn by yes. four real geese. Yes. So, so that that's well, the big yeah. event of this circus. First of all, there was fuck this, all going the, on. This was what? a promotional event. What? He's going oh, the on? actual okay. circus. What is mesmerism? Oh, clairvoyance. Oh, okay. Man, this is this is real good on my eyes. So, so they're gonna put a clown in a bathtub and like harness some geese to it. That's 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 you know I don't uh, just make him go in a bathtub. The problem the problem with these these old advertisements is that you had to alternately get real close in and then walk back to figure out what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so shit, they actually call him a clown of infinite oh, jest too. Uh, just wow. cool. <laughs> it's it's a fucking Hamlet reference. It predates fucking the, the guy. It's not a bad book. It's just really fucking annoying. All right. 
So this is one of those family circuses. Um, it had contortionists. It had strong men. But the main thing is they had a bunch of horse riding <laughs> bullshit tricks. You know, it's like, a, you know, it's like these guys are good at horses. Well, watch this shit happen. But, you know, they also mm. had clowns. Right. So in sure. 1845, they came to Great Yarmouth and they advertised the circus. They put a real clown in a wash tub and floated him down the river beer pulled by four real geese. Again, not loving that the house sell you the whole goose, but you'll only need the edge. (laughs) (laughs) In actuality, there was a rowboat, and a guy was rowing the boat, and there was a tow line under the water hauling the bathtub with the clown in it. And the really geese spoiling were just sort my of illusions. The ride. <laughs> really spoiling my illusions of the circus here. <laughs> you, know, you know that music is intended to evoke the fucking entrance of the gladiators. Entrance of the, to the gladiators, yes. To the to the much deadlier kind of Roman circus, right? Ah, uh, question mark. Mm. <laughs> so. This was intended to happen on the 2nd of May, 1845, which was a Friday, and it was after 5 p.m. There's nothing else for anyone to do. We're going to watch the, we're gonna watch the, the clown show. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, I, if, yeah. I, if I know British people, and I do, the sort of heavy inference here is we're going to throw some shit at this clown. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I wonder. I don't. I didn't see anything about them throwing I, stuff at I the guy. Feel like I would have the battery at him. Be more entertaining. <laughs> oh you imagine? You imagine they try this on oh, a scooter? Dude, I would go out there. We'd, we'd steal the boats from the temple boathouse and just go. I don't know. Piracy this fucking guy. Yes. I'm not, <laughs> I not. I don't want to hang out with clownsman the clown. Clownsman the clown. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> clownsman the clown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of spectators thronged the banks of the River Bure. They were all there to see the clown. Oh, you probably Three... like come into town and like shitty little Great Yarmouth is like your big town. And you're like, yes. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see the clown. It'll be like the most exciting thing I see for the fucking. It was, it was, it was that in Norwich, I believe. Norwich is the next closest town. Oh God. <sighs> 300 of them crowded the southeastern corner. A lot of this was referenced as the southeastern corner, which I, I, I have read to mean the downstream side of the bridge. Um, and this is a far from a fully loaded bridge, right? Um, there's a lot of people who are like four or five people deep trying to watch the clown go by, uh, but the, the cartway is fully passable. They're all, they're all crowded on the sidewalk, right? Hmm. It's like unevenly loaded, but like not sort of not sort of like absurdly overloaded. At least yeah. you would think so. Um now around five forty PM, a loud oh, snapping God. sound was heard. Oh good. Spent <laughs> an eye bar had failed in the downstream suspension span. Uh bridge, surely they're redundant, right? The bridge was fine. Yeah. Hey, some safety people, margin. Some people, yeah, some people noticed it, and they're like, "Well, probably fine." No one moved. Yeah, 
<laughs> Except I believe one horse in cart where the horse refused to get on the bridge. All right. For once, a horse is a smart, smart animal. horse. Yeah, Horses are very the, smart the sometimes. One. The only one. Uh, very dumb in general, but very smart when when a human is about to make them murder themselves. Right. They prefer to murder <laughs> themselves when they feel like it. Right. Just authentically, yeah. Yeah. So the first eye bar went, and there's two chains of eye bars on each side. And uh, five minutes later, the second eye bar went. Oh. As a result, the bridge sort of rotated into the river. The other side held fast, but that side just dumped everyone in the river. And the crowd, which was mostly children, was all forced against the railing as they plunged into the river. So, so crowd crush plus drowning. Cool. Yes. You well, were crushed awesome. and drowned. way to go yeah, out. Awesome. Yeah. I love a double death. Love a, yeah. love a, a double quarter pounder death with cheese. In seven I was about feet to of say, water. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, how how do you die in this? It's seven feet deep and you're it's not falling that deep, far. Yeah. And, and the answer is apparently you get slammed into like a wrought iron railing. Yes. Um, and then yeah. you're... You're also like pretty close to shore as well. Like, right. you know, there's people who just jump in and can walk over to where the to get people out. Oh my god. Um, so yeah. Um seventy nine people? Seventy nine yeah. people, fifty nine of which were children. Jeez. Fuck, fuck, that's so many. Don't like yeah. that. With like it is so easy to kill a child, it turns out. Like, yeah. almost too easy, some would say. Oh, I can't wait I, for that I, to be on the WTYP out of context thing. But yeah, it's really easy to I, kill I, a kid. It, it, it's <laughs> pretty, it's pretty, pretty easy to kill a kid. I mean, but the other thing is, you know, this is, uh, sometimes it's pretty hard to kill a kid. I mean, kids are pretty resilient. You can, like, they, throw them against all walls you gotta and do, shit, you know? All you gotta do with a toddler, all you gotta do with a toddler is when they fall to the ground, you do not acknowledge that they're hurt. Yes. Do not acknowledge it. You don't acknowledge it. Unless they're bleeding out of their skull, you simply carry on. They'll just run headfirst into walls like constantly. Dude, kids are like gnomes that are constantly on fucking suicide watch. <laughs> Please stop sticking that fork in places. Like, I am begging you. This is one of the rare rare cases where the kids are actually getting hurt and dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's like there's I a just... bunch of like Georgian dads off to the side, like, walk it off. Walk it okay, 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 buddy, swim out of the river and we'll, we'll figure it out. It's, it's whatever, it's like Timothy, 1855. Timothy, you deserved it. They're going to have like 14 <laughs> more kids. Only three of them survived childbirth anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah like, like this all, is the all of your kid kids. I lost. <laughs> yeah, and like probably of like <laughs> the most doctor. comprehensible cause. Like all of your other kids died of like egg or like, <laughs> you know, slightly too cold or something like that. And <laughs> theory up, right. Well, exactly. Of, of and, the and fifty-nine kids, forty-three of them belong to three families, and they have seventy-five <laughs> others. Can you not be discriminatory <laughs> against the Irish for once in your life, man? <laughs> we don't know what else to do. We grow potatoes and have sex with each other. That's all we're good at. <laughs> Fiddly D potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's all settle down there, Poland. <laughs> you, you watch out i'll invoke article five I was gonna what, say, what, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do just still some vodka five on about itself. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
join the uh, join the, uh, the the Baltic state suicide pact that seems to be developing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was a Russian missile. No, no. Wait a second. Everybody, calm down. Just uh, every. Oh my. God, every foreign minister sort of like east of the the Oder being like tie me to a missile and fire it at the Kremlin. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so the official account says survivors were taken by uh, mostly rescued by nearby boats. I get the feeling that a lot of them were able to walk out or were rescued by people walking into this exceptionally yeah. shallow river. <laughs> that one guy with a top hat on the, on the right bank there just has a pole. I bet that's probably like yeah, handy. He was, handy he, the was, pole. He, was, he was the pole guy. Yeah. He just stands around. That's to invoke Article 5. Yes. Um, and then all the survivors were taken to local pubs to warm up. Ah. Yes. Ah, okay. Nineteenth century medicine. You got to give this child like six, six glasses of brandy. Six of warm flat beer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one of those. You. This is one of those so disasters where you sort of either died instantly or lived with no injuries. Um, mm -hmm. There were not a lot of people who were seriously injured. I think there was some hypothermia, which was treated by, I want to say, a local brewery. Which is like, yeah, we got tanks of hot water, dunk them in there. Um, which is probably actually very bad for them. <laughs> Coming uh, out that, just that's smelling not, like a mask on, yeah. That's not a great way to afterwards. recover from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they, they definitely they reuse that, that water yeah. for beer, yeah. Yeah, and it's still better than what the Belgians make. <laughs> but, uh, this leads us to a question, like, what, what happened, happened to the clown? What happened to the clown? I don't know what happened. I to hope the clown. he had. A, I hope that I don't know some sort of rescue uh, washing tub, practical <laughs> washing tub. What happened to the clown? What happened to the geese? These are my questions. Yes. All right. So this is obviously a a tragic incident in Victorian, or yeah, I guess it would be Victorian because eighteen forty five, yeah. uh, Britain. So a guy named James Walker, who was a previous president of the British Institute of Civil Engineers, was commissioned by Her Majesty's government to inquire into what happened, right? Mm. And uh, what he found was Joseph John Skull's specs were correct. He specified the correct kind of, kind of iron, the correct type of joints, so on and so forth, uh, and simply neglected to test anything, right? Just uh, was to like come up from London for it. Yeah, he like, was on the Grand Tour. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I was about to say they haven't they haven't built a railway out there yet. I mean, well, when they when they built this bridge, there wasn't any railways. <laughs> um, so there was there was no testing. Uh, simply trusted the suppliers and the contractors. He had no way of knowing anything because he designed the whole bridge remotely, right? And uh, what had what it was determined that happened was both of the bridges broke at the forge welds, right? Um, Walker said, I, I had the quality of the iron tried in a variety of ways by an intelligent blacksmith, Mr. Good. the normal stupid kind. <laughs> no, this guy was named Mr. Good, which I assume means he's good. Yeah. Uh, Donald's determinism is big here, folks. Yes. And I found that the straighter middle part of the bar was much better than the ends, which are of a very coarse and inferior kind. 
what that sort of indicates to me is that uh, the the actual iron bar was probably wrought iron, and then the um, the eyes were cast iron, which is much more brittle. Uh, it sounds like you're you're sort of joining different kinds of iron. I I am not sure about that. I, mm. I should have. Um, but Walker's report was pretty damning. He said that even if the iron had been good, what we'd now call the factor of safety on the bridge was clearly too low, right? Um, he estimated the crowd load to be about 44 tons, while the bridge could have handled, if it was constructed correctly, 56 tons. Um, and his conclusion but, but was... for cheap, shitty iron. Yes. Bridge should not have been constructed so lightly if it were for public use, right? You know, because occasionally you have a, a public bridge, there's going to be a crowd on there for some reason, maybe because there's a clown in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to build in the clown factor at all times. I said, um, the general conclusions to which I have come are as follows. Number one, I consider that the immediate cause of the accident was a defect in the joining or welding of the bar, which first gave way. Number two, the quality of the iron and the workmanship, as far as I was able to examine them, was defective. And then, although I think it was probable that the accident would not have happened if the work had been properly examined and tested at the time of construction, still I consider that the strength of the bridge even if the iron had been good, was not sufficient for ensuring stability. I love a 19th century engineer because something that should, <laughs> would now be six sentences is one very conjoined one. Yes. Yes. Number Whereas. Three that, <laughs> yes. Number three, that the widening appears to be injudicious and made mm. without sufficient mm. reference to the original strength of the bridge mm -hmm. and the weight which it had to support, and therefore it operated as an aggravation of the evil. Uh, um, sick. Uh, in in, uh, in in this case, what he's talking about is the second link that broke, lengthened mm -hmm. several inches before it broke. Ooh. Um, yes. So that thing was working, but again, it ultimately aggravated the evil. Um, you, you don't four, you don't want to aggravate that. Don't want to aggravate the evil. No. Aggravate the evil. Number four, then, the original construction of the bridge, the, the, the casualty of, of great load, all on one side, does not appear to have been contemplated. If it had been, I think that the chain on that side would have consisted of more than two bars, any one of which, taken separately, was unequal to the load which the bridge was likely to carry. One thing strikes me, this is a surprisingly, like, comprehensive sort of, like, engineering inquiry for 1845. Like... Sort of the yes. state, the state of the art, the state of engineering at this point is we just about worked out how to make a train not explode, right? And mm -hmm. here we are doing like a admittedly sort of like flowerly worded, but quite functional analysis here. I mean, you got to remember we got all of Protestantism out of an engineering report from like the fourteen hundreds. Everyone's um, a conservationist <laughs> until they see the estimate, Rose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alberte. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not clownproof, is the answer. Yeah, yeah. Walker is saying, you know, the, the, the bridge was underbuilt to start out with and was built with bad materials and bad techniques. Who could have known this without actually visiting the job site? Mm. 
Did the spur any like regulations requiring architects or engineers to like actually look at shit themselves? So I think by this time you had some regulations, but this was this was built before that. What I do know is that uh, skulls suffered basically no professional consequences for this uh, accident. Yeah. Uh, continued mm-hmm. design buildings, mostly churches, until his death in 1863. I was about to joke when we were hearing about him the first time that, like, uh, yeah, according to like the laws of the time, he has done nothing wrong. Um, it, uh, I wasn't prepared to be that right, but he wasn't. He wasn't even like disgraced. No, of course you not. Know? <laughs> it was not even like, like oh, ha- happens to the well, best of us. You know, happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's among us? <laughs> who 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 hasn't like collapsed a bridge onto a bunch of children? Listen, at the time it was fine to do that. You're gonna have like <laughs> nine more anyway. Well, well, what did we learn? Uh, killing kids is bad generally, um, and and surprisingly surprisingly easy in this instance. Uh, engineers easy are, and consequence are, are free failures. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I should have mentioned the bad technique, and in, in, in specifically, that was cited was that one of the um, one of the the forge welds uh, had something like a quarter of an inch of actual weld in it. Um, it was just done poorly. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. enough hammering. You got to hammer the stuff together. Not enough heat, not enough hammering. Guy hits um, it one time, he's like, well, that's fine. Oh no! I, I wonder if they had, did they have a... Well, no, because it's very flat, they probably didn't have a water hammer. It was probably actually a guy with the hammer who had to do it. Yeah. And he was thinking about how, you know, in 20 years' time, that bridge is going to be used to, like, view clowns. Gets distracted. Doesn't hit the thing enough. And kills a bunch of kids. For yeah, want of a nail kind of stuff, you know? I never knew that this one hammer strike would mean the death of 59 children 16 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, skulls came off fine. Um, they rebuild no. the bridge? Eventually, yes. There's a new bridge in the same location, but it is not in use. I believe the actual road bridge is farther, farther upriver. Uh, it is still a pedestrian bridge and is the closest one to the train station. Huh. But it's a it's a truss bridge now because again, this is a hilariously short bridge. It is it, it the it is smaller than my apartment. <laughs> it's incredible that it managed to kill this many people. <laughs> it, let that be a lesson to you. You know, if anyone sort of like derides you, just consider like you have the potential to do great things. Uh, yes, far beyond your like your 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 seeming sort of like. Even if you kill some kids, it doesn't matter. Don't worry. Great thing. Great things come in small packages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, death tolls mostly. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a segment on this podcast called Safety Third. Shake hands with danger. Oh boy. Hold oh, on. What? What, are we, what, are we, what are we looking at here? 
We are looking at vats of acid. Oh, boy. Oh, that's what the goop is. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Hello, Justin, Alice, uh, Liam, and whoever else may be present. They're not. Fuck Uh, you. Hedging your bets. Weak. Yeah. Make a a decision. Yeah. Yeah. I've been binging your podcast while playing Monster Hunter, and I cannot get enough of it. Something about using a hammer to bludgeon dragons to death while listening to three people smarter than myself talk about engineering oh disasters oh, is dude, endlessly I entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say. I, generous. I, I, yeah. A very... One and a I'm, half people. I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> However, listening to tales of train crashes, bridge collapses, and other examples of incompetence leading to disaster got me thinking of my old job because, oh boy, it's legitimately a miracle I'm still alive. I worked in a wire mill, in a wire oh, cleaning boy. department. That, that, that's one years. of those things, right, where it's like, totally unremarkable product, and you're like, oh cool, how, how do you make that? Let's do a fun little, like, how it's made segment about this. And the answer is, oh yeah, we just, well, like, we, we flay a bunch of people's skin off to make this. Um, it's it's yeah, this just always the, uh, been like that. This is the vat of acid episode of Well, There's yes. Your Problem. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> Mill. The mill I worked at was 119 years old with fourth generation workers when I quit, and it showed. The entire mill was falling apart. Our millwrights and our electricians were constantly bouncing from department to department, fixing catastrophic problems. There was still infrastructure to accommodate donkeys that had never been removed. Cool. Inches of (laughs) dust coated some unused areas. And the dust in the air caused sinus headaches in new hires that were seen as a rite of passage. I'm enjoying the sort of wooden gantry in the picture on the left that looks about a hundred years old also. I, it looks like this is something that was being pulled by donkeys. I don't yeah. think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this company has a spectacular five-step approach to safety. It was truly a work of genius that only the mind of a corporate demon could come up with. Number one, ignore blatant OSHA violations and serious hazards until someone gets seriously hurt or dies. Number Number two, pay out a settlement. Number three, put in half ass safety measures so OSHA goes away. Number four, return to status quo. Number five, see step one. To give you an idea what serious injury meant to this company, oh, by the way, uh, Content warning for our listeners right now, if you are squeamish. This one does get ugly. (laughs) Great. Um, To give you an idea of what serious injury meant to this company, only serious dismemberment and injuries of that nature received any response. Um, And all of the wire draws who had worked for more than 13 years there were missing fingers. More than 13 is a curiously, like, statistical figure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it speaks to authenticity there, that you, like, went and tabulated that, you know? This place likely took years off my life as well. Typically, a lifer would put in his 30 years, retire, live 5 to 10 years, then kick it. But sometimes an especially lucky retiree would make it to his 70s before dying. 
This is this is how pensions used to work. Um, yeah. <laughs> now this is the most. How do you think miserable- unions accumulated pension funds? It was working jobs that <laughs> killed you. That killed you. Yeah. <laughs> this was the most miserable job I ever worked in my life. With and but with endless overtime, eighty plus hours a week, rather consistently, and with the aforementioned disregard for safety. Uh, this place was notorious for being a hell on earth that pays you a load of money for as long as you can tolerate it. Bumping the chemical workers song once again at this point. Yes. As you could probably guess from the name of my department, we cleaned two ton coils of steel wire via a process called pickling. Charming. The coils came out of the foundry with a protective coating on them that we called scale. Using a circle crane, which I believe is this guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, using a circle crane, we would set them in one of five boxes of sulfuric acid and water that we kept around 140 to 170 degrees Fahrenheit. It, the strip it's off. so insulting that acid Jeez. works better when it's hot. Like, yeah, right? just, it really just adds insult to injury to be like, oh, there's acid, but also it's like hot it's, acid. It's yeah. hot acid, yeah. <laughs> Not only will this kill you, but it will hurt the entire time you're dying. Yeah. To strip off the scale and dirt that accumulated during storage, and after about 15 minutes in the acid bath, we would lift them out, rinse them off in a water bath, then coat them in quicklime, kept about 200 degrees Fahrenheit, bake them at 500 degrees Fahrenheit for about five minutes, and finally send them to the wire drawers, who would draw them down to size. I guess that's drawers. Drawers, Drawers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that yeah, this is the crane. This is the vat of hot acid here. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the title incident. And again, this is the last time oh for squeamish people to bail. <laughs> <laughs> you may notice the pictures of the acid boxes and circle crane. There aren't any safety rails to prevent people from falling into the really hot sulfuric acid. What the fuck <laughs> sentence is that? <laughs> f- f- fuck safety rails, there aren't any markings. Like, if you... <laughs> How much does some paint acid. cost? Yeah. Don't, don't fall in this. <laughs> paint the edge of it yellow or something, you know? <laughs> Elon Musk does that, even. Don't breathe this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Well, we had taken notice of this and we had made mention of it for multiple generations of workers. We had told corporate for years that if someone tripped in the raised area behind the boxes, they would fall directly in. Because the platforms were barely two feet wide at points, with a sheer wall on one side and scalding death on the other. The raised area was slightly before the rim of the acid boxes, and essentially, if you weren't paying attention, you could walk right off the platform into the acid box. No, thank you. I... mm. Thankfully, as you can see, the production area didn't have this problem, but the production area is not where the incident occurred. They eventually Uh, did install safety rails, but from the company's five-step approach to safety, you can probably guess what had to happen first. uh Uh-huh. You may reasonably assume that the company's reluctance to install safety measures in these areas might well have been motivated by a lack of use, but you'd be wrong. Not only was it common to go behind the boxes, 
but it was something we would do multiple times per day to drain and refill the acid boxes as the high iron suction lines and low iron refill lines were behind the boxes. I guess grading like mm-hmm. the justification for that is well, you're in and out there all the time, and none of you have been like melted, right? Yeah, all yeah. y'all ain't fallen in yet. <laughs> <laughs> the grating behind the boxes with acid acid resistant, but the anchor points were all wooded metal, so the platforms were just not secured to anything. It was just kind what? of balanced on wooden struts that we prayed wouldn't fail. Oh, fuck my ass. <laughs> the valve handles on the drain and fill lines were also oriented so that in order to open them, you needed to pull them up and towards you. So theoretically, if a handle were to break off while you were pulling on it, you would trip backward towards the acid. Ooh. So to recap... All of the platforms behind the boxes of blazing hot acid with no safety rails were less than two feet wide and would move under your feet. And the high iron valve handled to box number four, the box with the skinniest platform behind it, had been seized shut for a couple of days. Yeah, I, I, at no. this point, I, I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was taken after OSHA came in. But the railing, circled in red, didn't used to be there. You would have to shimmy between that wall and the acid boxes to get to the drain and refill lines. The board, circled in blue, may not look like it, but is completely corroded and used to support the acid-resistant platform that we stood on to get to the drain and refill lines. What the what the fuck, man? Enter Jay. Now, Jay was a rather big guy who ran the circle crane. And after a day of production, Jay had to drain box four. He knew that its high iron valve had been seized for a couple of days, but figured he would try and pull it open himself a couple of times before he called a millwright to break it open and manually clear the buildup. He pulled it hard. And it didn't budge. And last time the dropout, folks, uh, he changed yeah. his stance, pulled even harder. It didn't budge. Oh, Jesus. Finally, had one sense, last yeah. push before he called the millwrights and sat down for the day. He really put his back. He really put his back into it. He pulled with we'll all his all might. Get punished for working hard, won't we? <laughs> yeah. The handle broke off. The momentum from his effort pro- propelled him backward, causing the platform to shift underneath him and dump him into the box of 150-degree Fahrenheit acid. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> As he fell, he managed to get the side of the box with his arm and pull himself upwards, so his face was only submerged for a tenth of a second. <clears throat> he managed to scramble out of the box and fall to the ground. Thankfully, my coworkers who were on production that day heard him, rushed him to a wash station, and called an ambulance. He managed to survive. Jesus Christ. Uh, Third degree burns over 85% of his body, but alive nonetheless. Fuck. However, the only reason he is alive, he said the will not to scream when he fell in, otherwise he would have gotten too much acid in his in system his mouth. Oh, and almost fuck. certainly would have passed. He deserves every penny and more of the $10 million he got. By like a factor of 10. Jesus. Yeah. 
I still wake up. That, and that guy deserves to be like on a, a, a beach, getting like sucked off every day of his life. Like, yeah, it, yeah. By, by, yes. <sighs> I mean, I still wake up in cold sweats over the assistant because the night before I had been on the third shift and I couldn't ho- open the same handle he was tugging on. So I called the Millerites about it and they told me they get it fixed after the first shift. If I had pulled a little harder, I would have suffered the same fate. But again, I was on the third shift and completely alone. Oh, okay. I've never done anything that dangerous, but I, as a human, I am familiar with the sensation of I could have fucking died just now, and oh, yes. that's not a good feeling. Um, <sighs> this is, this is 19th the- century <laughs> shit. This is the kind of shit that like. Friedrich Engels is telling Marx about in a letter, and Marx is like, "Yo, that's crazy! Can I have some Send more money?" you just have an open vat of boiling acid, like out of like fucking Bowser's castle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you think the shenanigans are over, oh baby, are we just getting started? There was a formal investigator coming down to the mill to figure out what happened. As you might recall, the rest of the mill wasn't in the best of shape either, and everyone knew it. Without the weeks of notice that there would typically be to give the rest of the mill an appearance of safety, corporate was frenzied. So they came up with this mind-boggling plan, and I swear on my grandpa that I am telling you the truth here, but there's no way in a million years that you would believe what I'm going to tell you. I they took you. one of the gators, John what? Deere gator. Okay. You know, a, a, I thought a there were just of, alligators, yeah, too. No, no, it's just I don't alligators. Know. This is John Deere we're gator. You know, sort of a, castle levels of, of evil, you know? It's like a sort of an aggressive golf cart, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Ross you can't know, drive, by the way. I, I don't talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> they took one of the John Deere gators the foreman and management staff used to get around the mill. They zip-tied a tarp to cover the passenger side so the investigator couldn't see. Drove the long way around the mill, directly into the cleaning department, and then tarped off the corridors to all other departments to ensure the investigator couldn't see any other departments. Like eating Orsalon, you like cover your shame. (laughs) (laughs) However, despite corporate's best efforts, when he saw, when he arrived, the investigator sat slack jawed, gazing in awe at the (laughs) almost beautiful disaster that was our department. He took only 20 minutes lately inspecting our workspace before lividly telling our management to, direct quote, get their shit together and fix that fucking mess. We were shut down for nearly a month doing repairs and committing ourselves to safety before we passed inspection by the narrowest of margins and were cleared to begin production again. Only for the foundry to have a catastrophic failure of the crucible causing the melt shop to be flooded with molten metal, which shut us down for another month. It's cool Finally. how, like, f- like any kind of metal foundry is just, like, occasionally it just sprays superheated metal at you. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Finally, after two months of shutdown and bringing in three different private contractors to fix the absolute foobarring of the steel mill, a faulty startup of the arc furnace exploded our two building-sized transformers, causing us to be shut down for another two months. (laughs) (laughs) At the time this was occurring, the CEO of our parent company was busted for tax evasion. 
I kind, of, I kind of believe in like degrowth now because in order to do <laughs> you know, growth, you have to, you, ha you have to, you have to have a lot of steel, right? And and we're talking about ways of making steel, making carbon neutral and like net zero. And meanwhile, the process of steel making is like, oh yeah, the guy fell in the hot acid again. Whoops! Oh wow, we have sort to of a generation behind. <laughs> yeah, where where it, where it needs Four to be. My father and his father before him and his father before him all said there should be a handrail here. <laughs> None of us were that tough. We wanted safety equipment. <laughs> At the time this was occurring, the CEO of our parent company was busted for tax evasion. I legitimately wish that I was making this up but needless to say, once production resumed, I saved up for about six months, then told my manager to go redact it himself. Have a nice and time. After mm. I fell through the floor of the circle crane a second time. What? Yes, while into falling into an acid box wasn't likely in the production area, falling through the floor was very common because, again, it doesn't matter how acid resistant the grating is if you secure it with metal and wood. Right. I have more sto more stories. So many more stories. You're going to think I'm lying because I know I know that sure as hell. No, I we don't think you're lying. Me. <laughs> no, don't I believe worry. this all unquestioningly. The only thing good thing to come out of this clown show is the fact that this job turned me into an anarchist. Since clearly a union will only get you so far. Yeah. You a union? Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck me. That's like you should because. Oh, the upshot of that is you should see the non-union equivalent yeah, of this because it's yeah. somehow worse. <laughs> like the non-union guys have to come to work through like a shower of hot acid every morning, kind of thing. You lot have a good day or night or whatever time it is, and remember, kids, it doesn't matter how well that job pays if it consumes your life; it'll never be worth it. That's the damn truth, That's right? I, I I I read this story. Um, and you know, the, th the thing that really stuck out to me is that I believe yesterday at a caterpillar plant, uh, a man just yes. fell into a vat of molten iron. Yep. Ooh, the Terminator 2. That, that guy died. Um, yeah. Very well, quickly. So, so, very so quickly, the I hope. Um, and, um, yeah, people just don't want to invest in handrails for some reason. Like, mm. the most basic piece of safety equipment. Yeah, uh, th this is always, like, one of the most horrible sort of, like, industrial deaths, and it happens with, like, pretty- you can do it with pretty much anything. Like, people have died falling into, like, vats of beer, vats of chocolate. That's a horrible mm. one, too, because it's uh, also, sewage. like, insanely hot, but it's sticky. Uh, um, pig waste. Yeah. Um, what else? Molasses. Yeah, not uh, grain because grain yeah. acts yes. like a liquid. Yes, it does. Yeah. But like a liquid that then also compresses you. Uh, well, a lot, it, it a lot is... of times, the grain stuff is like people go in there deliberately, like idiots. Um, mm. <laughs> um, 
So I, this, my is, this was bracing. Too. This is like having a bunch of like eyebrow yeah, hairs tweets. Do you know? I is it, it, oh, I'm certain. I'm certain that acid probably took off a couple of hairs. I mean, oh, I know. bet. Yeah, very it, complete program of electrolysis happening. Yes, um, yes. Oh. This is uh, it, it's exfoliating. Um, <laughs> 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 um, folks, if you own a factory with large vats of Boiling chemicals. It's st- uh, first or, of all, or, uh, hang or, the bosses. Second of all, still safety rails. <laughs> God damn! I put some yeah. handrails up so people don't fall in. I, if you're running Bowser's castle, <laughs> <laughs> this is legitimately the worst safety third I think I've ever yeah, this heard. Is, this like, is tough. This yeah. is the most harrowing one, and I remember the one about the guy getting the light fixture through the eye. Like, yeah. Have we had a worse one than this? I don't remember one. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think we've had. Guy falls into vat of boiling acid and survives. <laughs> this is a Rick and Morty plot. Yes. <laughs> I. I'm gonna be like walking around just my daily life, like worried that someone has installed a hot acid vat somewhere and not told me. I'm gonna be looking down every step that I take just in case someone's like put one of those in. It oh could God. happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> the hot acid vat is an ambush predator. Yeah. <laughs> it lies in wait. It does. Um, I all I could say is if you have a hot acid bath that's been there for 114 years. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Put some railings around it, please. <laughs> it's 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 like the thing they use to like uh uh distill sherry or whatever. Like some of that acid is gonna be a hundred year old acid. Right. Oh, yeah, I wonder it's how like the how restaurants often. that never change their frying oil. Exactly. It, oh, it's, that, that's we, we went for very sort of like different difference yeah. in culture there. Um, <laughs> yeah. God damn. It's all like that. Uh-huh. Um all right. Well that was management does not give a fuck about you. I they really holy no. crap. No. Holy no. fucking crap. I mean that was that was safety third. Shake hands with danger. Our next episode. Our next episode will be on the Boston molasses disaster. Does anybody have commercials before we go? We could we could do a brief commercial for the live shows. Are there still tickets for those? Yeah, for the third for the third, bonus show. I believe the bonus show. Yeah, there's still still tickets. We may have. Um, we we that uh, third show will be different from the first two. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It won't be the Boston Molasses disaster. It will be a secret third thing. Yes. Uh, no, because the Boston Molasses disaster is the the um the next episode. Oh yeah. Yes. Excuse yes. me. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when when is that? How can uh, I... December seventh is the first show. December eighth are the two sec the, the second and third show. It is at Underground mm-hmm. Arts in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. All right, come to that. I will be I will be calling in remotely. Um, yes, for that we will have flat at some Alice point, once again. That's right. Yes. Hopefully, I won't sound like a robot 
if I do sound like a robot, I will try and style it out and keep it funny. And at some point, hopefully, inshallah, I will do a live show in person with you guys. Yeah, that'll be our, our secret Glasgow show. Not announced. That's right. That's right. I'm still thinking about the hot acid vat. I'll be 100% honest with you. I... <sighs> it could happen to you at any time. <laughs> yeah. At any time. At any time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Jesus god, Christ. fuck, right. shit. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Good night. Stop Go thinking about hot ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night. everyone.